Welcome to the SMI Bulldog, where we're talking about serious mental illness, advocacy, and public policy. Uh, Brian Black here with you. Joining us today is the accidental journalist, Jack W. Gregory. Um, Jack, thank you so much for, for being here today. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Now, I did want to mention uh, something that I'm very happy about, and I already mentioned this to you uh, prior to, to recording. Um, I am a huge VHS tape collector, and I noticed on one of your podcasts that's on YouTube, I noticed all the this array of what looked like VHS tapes yeah. uh, behind you. And I didn't realize until talking to you uh, today as we're recording, those, those, those are, in fact, stacks of VHS, VHS tapes. So yeah, yeah. that definitely make, makes my day. And I would imagine, hopefully, I, I would hope, makes the day of a lot of people listening today because VHS does not get enough love. It, it doesn't. It does I, I love it. <laughs> I, I had about, um, what, about 2000 before I got made homeless. And um, yeah, I lost everything. But, um, you know, I'm starting to get it back. I've, I've got uh, just over 300 at the moment. A lot of them are ex-rentals. Um, there are some uh, American tapes there as well. Um, well, 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 that's well. That said, um, I did want to again thank you for, for being here today, and I, I wanted to, I guess, start with the, I guess, the basic, you know, or you know, well, logical or not so logical, depending upon your uh, perspective or not. But, but what what brought you into the, um, you know, the wild and wonderful world of of mental health and 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 whatnot? What what started your, your journey in, into this? So my journey with mental health and mental illness has been a long one. It's been my whole life. Um, I grew up in um, the north of England in a, in a county called Yorkshire uh, in the 80s. And a, a lot of it was around coal mines and um, market towns. So there was a certain um, toxic mentality uh, around that. Um, I found out on my eighth birthday um, that I was adopted. Um, I was told, very lovingly, I might add, um, but that then set me up for, that was my first real trauma, uh, and that set me up into a long spiral of mental illness, addiction, uh, uh, addictive behaviors dangerous behaviors crime violence and and you know inevitably um homelessness and oblivion so that so that um when when did things start to turn for you know the not the not so good when did when did you first start getting signs or, or clues that something was not going as it should so i always had um I always felt a bit different, um, you know. I, I was the the, the the weak weaker kid, um, you know. And then once I found out that I was adopted, that gave me a massive identity crisis, um, and I really struggled with that through a lot of years. And for me, um, it became very dark. And what I did was tried to find my own identity. But by doing that. I did that in um, building up these phantasmical stories. So I became, you know, I, I um, different people. I, I could be anybody. And, 
you know, that set me up for becoming a, a hustler, um, you know, in, in my later teens. And, um, yeah, it, um, I learned to lie very well, um, but I did, I lied to myself a lot as well. And it was because I didn't know who I was, so I would pretend to be other people. Um, and by doing that, I didn't have to find out who I really was. Um, and yeah, it, um, it got me into quite a lot of trouble. Now, a lot of that trouble, though, led to, if I understand correctly, led to homelessness and led to more addiction problems. Is that? It, yeah. Um, so I, um, I met my ex-wife at, I think I was about 21, 22. Um, I'd been in uh, rehab um, in a place called Portsmouth, which is in the south of England. Um, I was living there as well. Um, I'd got to uh, six months sober. Um, I was part of this thing called the Cranstone Project. I was doing really well and I met my wife and I moved up to this part in the east of England to a place called Norwich. Uh, and yeah, it, it was great for a, a few years and then I just started falling into whole behaviours. Um, I'd written a, a script that some producers wanted to have a look at. Um, I, was, I then started drinking again and then um, that just led me down the path of... Um, I said, you, you know, a, a path of destruction, and then, um, yeah, my marriage ended, um, lost everything. I ended up going into uh, flat after flat and losing it because, you know, I was spending the money on other things, or I had benefits cuts, and yeah, it eventually led me to be homeless. Um, at the weekends, I was sleeping on people's sofas just so I could have a, a relationship with my daughter, who was around about four at the time. Um, and it, yeah, it led me into a, f a few years of um, squalid darkness. Um, you know, I call it a traumageddon. It, 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 you know, which led to my ultimate, uh, you know, personal apocalypse. It, it just, it pulled me down and it, it made me into a person that I, I wasn't. And it's taken a lot to build up the person that I am now. Definitely. And one of the, one of the nice things about, you know, advocacy, it, 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 it can take many, many forms. You know, it can be through the arts. It can be through, you know, an attorney or a lawyer. It could be through a doctor. I mean, an infinite number of different ways to advocate for those who don't feel like they have a voice or that their, their voice is being represented. So I'm really happy to have on the show today because I know that there are some people listening who when 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 you're you're talking i know that this is giving voice to many people listening today yeah i like many people i felt that i didn't have a voice um which is the reason why i do what well, I, I do a lot of things to, uh, to, to to advocate better mental health um you know but um one of the things that i like to do is I, I give other people a voice 
Um, but there was a point when I was doing that that I started losing my own voice again, which is why I'm now coming on other people's podcasts to bring my voice back. Because when your voice gets low and when you feel like you're not being heard, that's a very dangerous. That can be a very dangerous thing. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And it, it, it can make you feel like you're invisible and there's nothing worse than being mentally ill and feeling invisible. Yeah, exactly. Because I know, and, and I'll try to do my best to keep um, any, any politics out of it. So I'll, I'll try to keep it as, as um, open-ended as possible. But you know, here in the States, for example, there is an apparent attack on on voting and representing um which is you know the system of um you know democracy (laughs) and so that in many respects has led to an increase in a lot of a lot of distress and a lot of upset and a lot of people just as if they're not like kind of kicking people who are when they're down Mm. that kind of thing so that has been uh, and I believe that there there may be some overlap um, on your side of the yeah. pond as well, where someone who's down and they try to get up and then just kick down again. And yeah. that's so I, I've tended to be partial to the notion that a lot of mental illness and the um, proper attention of it is in large part very much a, a social issue because yeah. if basic fundamental facts of life as it were are not being met then there's like i mean does that that make sense as far as i mean just those yeah i mean the 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 thing is about um mental health and mental illness is 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 non-exclusive it doesn't care who you are exactly it doesn't care how much you've got in your pocket it doesn't care how big a house you live in how small a house you live in it doesn't care about the rich poor divide it doesn't care about austerity it doesn't care whether you vote um uh, conservative or democrat or conservative or labor here it, it doesn't care it will, it will you know it will attack you and it will put you down into the gutter and, and further um absolutely yeah. now, now one thing i did want to acknowledge and i do want to thank you for this is you've mentioned if i'm hearing you correctly you've mentioned both mental health and mental illness both terms and yeah. i i have have grown accustomed to mentioning those both as well because mental health is something everyone has it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's you know it, it's something everyone has but mental illness that is a distinction that i don't really like how there's often people who, who only talk about mental health but they're worried or, or shy about talking about mental illness when it comes to bipolar when it comes to schizophrenia when it comes to you know and you know fill in the blank and so i I did want to just thank you for for you know mentioning you know the the two terms side by side yeah i mean i i think it's important you you know it is important for people to know that um you know you know mental uh, it's it's important to build a better mental health. It's important to know more about our mental health, but it's also important to teach about mental illness because mental health and mental illness are two 
different sides of the same coin. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, or, or if you like, mental health is the purse, and mental illness is the coin inside, or the coins, because there's so many. Um, you, you know, and it, it it affects us in in different ways, um, but it will put us all in the same place. Definitely. Definitely. Um, was has there been anything that has jumped out at you that you've noticed more in the last year with a lot of the COVID stuff going on versus in, in, in the past prior years or anything that you've noticed as far as stuff you've got your eye on in, in, the, in the next calendar year? Because we're almost, it's almost scary. We're almost at, at the new year. Yeah. But, but anything that you, you sort of noticed, you know, in terms of stuff that you're noticing more in for as far as like trends or whatnot of, of this upcoming year or stuff that you've noticed like in, in, the, in the past year you know e either or um i've i think i'd be irresponsible if i i, I didn't mention the dangers of facebook uh, and social media um because this is a trend that's going around i've lost five people this year to suicide on facebook um you know and a couple quite close um and these people didn't reach out um, and it's a difficult thing it's you know I like Facebook because it, it, it's great for what I do however it's a very very toxic place um, and the trend of bullying and the trend of trolling um, is something that I'm now getting the deep end of uh, now that you know I've, 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 I've been in movies and uh, now that I've, you know, doing the accidental journalist stuff, now that I've become an author, um, people, you, you know, they may think it, it's it's harmless, but it isn't. Um, you never know. Uh, I can take a punch. Um, I'm, I'm used to that, but words always, always sank in a bit too deep for me. Um, and that's the problem when you really do suffer with mental illness, when you suffer with trauma. Um, it's it's hard to uh, distinguish um, tonality in words that are written. You know, they might be writing it thinking it's sarcastic, but the way that we read it is different. So I think I think we need to sort of really push on that and. Um, educate people on the dangers of traveling. Um, you know, oh, and, um, absolutely. In fact, and you, you might have heard this, but in the last, I want to say in the last month, there have been former employees of that social media company who have gone before the U.S. Congress and testified that, the, you know, the, the the environment that they left, that they 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 were aware of many of the harms that have come about and they chose to why of course capitalize on it mm -hmm. rather than make the necessary reform yep they yep. they apparently felt it was just easier to just capitalize on it and and hope it goes away <laughs> which it doesn't no yeah you're, you're, it doesn't right. there will always be bullies out there there will always be people that um will try to get ahead of the situation. I do think that that's a form of mental illness in itself. Um, you know, narcissism is on the rise. Um, I have a very good friend uh, called Jason Edwards, who's a hostage and barricade negotiator. Um, and he's been very, very 
kind to me in, in teaching me about narcissism and teaching my listeners and, and viewers about the dangers of narcissism because there are so many people out there that will use your words against you. Um, there are so many people out there that will gaslight you. Um, governments do it, you, you know, um, and I think we need to be a trauma-informed, um, mentally health informed society and I don't think that we are I think we're quite far off it um, which is why I really push on this yeah absolutely and, and I do want to thank you for mentioning that piece of it as well because often when there are discussions about mental health and mental illness and the social factor in that uh, whether the social media or whether our society in which we live you know either sense of the word there's often a polarization of one side who wants to believe one thing about where it all fits in and another side that wants to believe an entirely different matter. And as everyone knows, the, the truth is more often not somewhere in between that. You know, there, there may be a piece of the trauma, there may be a piece of the, you know, the illness. And so have you encountered that as well where you've seen like the, these two, you know, polar opposites uh, these extremes and it's like there's no there's no willingness to talk with the other person and hear what you know what i mean have you encountered that as well just i encounter it a lot to be honest um uh, that's down to sometimes it's down to fear on on either side of the argument or you, you, you know, on whichever side that you stand on. Um, sometimes it's down to the lack of education. Um, I think that uh, one of the m most important things for people to know is that, um, you know, we have head, is head issues and we have heart issues, but also we have soul issues um, and spiritual issues. Um, and they also tend to go out of sync. Um, and just because something in your head does, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not going to go through to your heart. Or just because it's in your heart doesn't mean that it, it won't go through to your head and vice versa. And it can get it can get really difficult, and it can be really confusing, and it can be um, really sort of disheartening um, because trauma causes a disconnection. Um, it causes a disconnection from ourselves, from our families. It causes a disconnection from God. I, you know, I have a higher power. Uh, I, I'm a Christian. Um, it causes a disconnection from society. So when we ignore that trauma, that disconnection carries on, and then we start with the dangerous behaviours. And these dangerous behaviours are like things like self-sabotage, uh, self-harm um, you know addiction is a form of self-harm um, and then you, you know all these dangerous behaviors then lead you into different places uh, and one of the things that I didn't realize through my whole life which I've started working on in the past few years or certainly the past seven and a half years that, that I've been clean and sober is that I needed to tackle my trauma at its head um, because tr like I say trauma is mentally physically and spiritually dangerous um, you know and we need to 
in order to keep a certain level of uh, recovery or sobriety or whatever you choose to call it, um, we need to keep um, tackling these 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 traumas because they are dangerous to keep in. Yeah. You know, because you keep in one trauma, then another trauma stacked on that, then another stacked yeah. on that, and then the next thing you know, you're sat in a men um, mental health ward uh, in a local hospital, and you're you're on a, a you know, a, 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 a section 13 or a, or a section 3 or a section 28 and, and, and you're being sectioned um, under the Mental Health Act. Uh, and it's... Now, in in the U.S., and, and you just mentioned the, the, the sectioning, in the U.S., I believe there are some differences by state, but you're talking about when it's deemed that you're a harm to yourself or others and that's when they make it is that what is that what you're referring to yeah yeah so that they will um they will section you for the good of your own mental health okay um and they will put you in a a, a psychiatric hospital okay. now what um as far as getting on the the path to sobriety and and to where to where you are today what were there any resources or, or, or tools or, or what what set you on on the right path? Well, not right in terms of like right or wrong, but in terms of like the the um, the, the path to get to where you are today is, is what I'm asking. What 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 were was there anything that you could identify as being like the starting like the the bad stuff stops here and now the good stuff starts here? Is there yeah. Like a, I think learning about connection um, for me. Um, yeah, I am aware on, on, on time, and I will try and keep this quick. But um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for me was I ended. Up, um, I was in hospital in uh, 2015. Um, I spent over a month in hospital after having a complete, uh, an utter mental, psychological, physical, spiritual breakdown. I became convinced that I'd caused the end of the world. Um, I had tuberculosis um, and I was convinced that I gave the world tuberculosis and God was going to end the world. Um, but before he did that, he was going to torture me. Um, and every member of my family or every friend that I had had been replaced by clones or robots or whatever you choose to call them. And they were being used to mentally torture me. Now, that's not the mind of a sane man. Um, you know, there were extenuating circumstances. I lived with guilt and shame for most of my life. Um, I've done some things in my past that I'm not particularly, um, you know, proud of. Um, I've been a criminal. Um, I've been a violent man. Uh, uh, I've been a debt collector and bare knuckle fighter and, and all these things got on top of me. Uh, so... There I was in a, a hospital bed, six down six, uh, like I said, about 80, 80 pound, I think, uh, and convinced that the, I was in my own personal apocalypse and um, convinced that the, the, the world was ending and I was shouting at people and there were people from my church coming in to pray for my soul because they thought they were going to lose me. I wouldn't eat. I thought they were poisoning me with my own blood. Um, but there was a point where 
that fogginess became clear and that's when I met uh, Jesus as I understand him uh, at the end of my bed um, and things started to become clear um, and it, it became a thing just things like getting washed having a shave um, in, in my hospital bed um, deciding to eat um, because I hadn't eaten for weeks um, you, you know it was I was so emaciated that I had these almighty um, uh, stars in my mouth um, and it was just it, it, it was just that flip it was just that switch just getting a wash um, and then while I'd been in hospital I'd had a job and I'd, I'd uh, got made redundant uh, so I decided that they said that I could leave when I got to eight stone so I decided that I was going to use that money um, on food and then it was I was having my meal in my room and then I was going down to the canteen and having another meal <laughs> there were, there were uh, fam friends and family bringing me tins of spam um, <laughs> you know this this ward smelled of spam all the time because the nurses were so happy I was eating they were cooking it for me um, I was eating sweets um, oh, on a night I was getting two for one pizzas yeah. uh, one for me and one for the nurses and it was just that connection getting that connection back with um, my partner my kids uh, yeah. the nurses yeah. uh, my church the um, the community of, 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 of people that were coming in that were bringing me in spam that were bringing me in LucasAid that you know that, that were helping me um, get back into my recovery yeah. You know, helping me learn to walk. I had to learn to walk again. I lost 50% of my muscle. Um, so it's that finding that connection, that reconnection. Um, and for me, it started as a reconnection with God as I understand him. Uh, and then it became a reconnection with my partner and kids and family, uh, church and friends. Uh, and then it was, once I had that spark of reconnection, um, then I could start looking at after a, 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 a few weeks, few months, um, that I could start looking at things like tackling my traumas or my obsessive behaviours or, or things like that. And then gradually over time, I just started to get better and better and better. And then on November the 9th last year, after spending a, a year, nearly a year in, uh, at lockdown um, and I really struggled with it with my mental health at the start of that and I I wanted to do something and you know I'd, I'd done a couple of Hollywood films and stuff but um, you know I wanted to do something and my friend Jason said let's 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 start doing podcasts and then that started building my my confidence yeah yeah um, and then you know I've interviewed everybody from addicts to terrorists um, and it's you know, like I say, November the 9th, it'll be a year. Um, yeah, it's coming, yeah, so it's coming up almost at that one-year mark. Yeah, um, you, you know, uh, and it's just sort of now, over this past three or four months, I, you know, just really not just interviewing other people, but sharing my story with people like you, uh, sharing my knowledge, and because I believe that men mental health, mental illness, trauma, um, it's all an educational thing, 
you know sometimes it's down to lack of information and sometimes it's down to naivety but um it's down to people like us that have been through it to educate uh, and i think that if you've been through it and you've been there and you've done that and you don't educate i think you are um treading a very fine line yeah, i think it's your duty cool absolutely absolutely and one thing also that with what you're talking about it's a the, the holistic approach where it's the you know like you said the 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 the, the head the heart and so and, and and the spirit so it is that holistic approach that, that yeah. you're talking about yeah because you know never just stop your pills <laughs> never just stop your pills but um you know i believe that there comes a time when you need to make a choice and there comes a time when you really need to focus on um you know you have primary and you have tertiary you know you have your primary purpose and then you have your bigger purpose now my primary purpose to start with was just to get through one day at a time and just to stay clean and just to stay sober and then you start getting these goals and building up on these goals and these these things that you want to do um and this for me is is part of it uh, is carrying the message um, to other people like ourselves, you know, the twelve-step program is, is is a big one for me, and I believe that step twelve, carrying the message yeah. um, to to other other people that have the same divergent brain as we do, yeah. um, that because that's what we are with neurodivergent, um, that they you, you know we, we don't always understand it. Exactly. I didn't understand it. I had to learn. So I expect there are people out there that watch things like this or listen to things like this to learn. Uh, and that's where it is not just our civic duty, but it's our model, uh, moral duty. It is. And it, it's funny you mention that because it really is a civic duty in many ways, because that, like what we're hearing with, with, with COVID, I mean, a lot of the, um, you know, the vaccines and the different um requests that have been made to so absolutely it, it totally fits in with with without that sense of civic um responsibility mm -hmm. in that now you've all um there's also i understand you've got a, a book about this as well so people can yeah read um, so i have a couple of books um but um it's 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 i'm currently working on a, a second edition it is currently out of print However, if you would like the audio book um, that has been professionally done by uh, an actor friend of mine for me, um, and it talks about, it's called A Personal Apocalypse, The Poetic Ramblings of a Troubled Man, um, and it talks about um, my life and some of the traumas that I've been through, losing people to suicide and murder, and some of the things that I've spoken about uh, tonight, and um, some of the poetry that I've written through the years. Um, but also some of the knowledge that I've learned uh, and some of the things that I learned after um, I, I went through the whole, um, you know, Traumageddon. Um, and yeah, if, 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 if you want that, then please um, feel free to drop me an email um, or a direct message uh, on the Accidental Journalist uh, Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash JW Greg. Um, 
and if, if you do that i'll send it to you for you know a small donation for my um community uh charity that i'm trying to set up by giving people a uh, a chance at finding recovery through creativity like writing or filmmaking or um, photography which are all things that I did at the start to be try and become a a, a better person yeah. um, and isn't there cool with what you said isn't that cool how art in so many forms of art whether it's film whether it's music whether it's literature whether it's poetry that art it is so healing. It is yeah. so, so healing in so many ways. So yeah. I just wanted to emphasize that. And that's been probably a, a recurring theme on, on prior episodes of the podcast. And if, it gets, and if it gets to be a recurring theme on the new season of the podcast, I would definitely have no qualms with that at all. But that's, have, have you found that to be true, though? Yeah, I, th I think for me, it's, it's, it's been a, at times, it's been a massive juxtaposition, uh, you, you know, um it was you know because it was so so long i was trying to become a poet or a musician or you know i was trying to push my art forward um trying to become an actor or whatever and then um it caused me to have mental breakdown up on mental breakdown up on mental breakdown you know i, I ended up smoking crack after, after the whole um uh when when i wrote the, my script um, and then it was only when I gave that up and uh, started focusing on recovery that I was contacted by um, a, a, a British-based Hollywood director um, for a Martin Scorsese-funded film uh, to come on and speak about uh, mental illness and about addiction. And then I ended up playing a, a Ray in that. That's a, the, the, the souvenir. Um, oh, cool. And then you know that's 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 where I, you know this whole thing started. I always wanted to be an actor or something in film, uh, and I never meant to be a journalist. I I never particularly wanted to be a journalist. I always wanted to write a book at some point. I couldn't read or write till I was twenty-one, yeah, so yeah. you know it was a big thing for me. Yeah. But I never wanted to be a journalist, and it was only through doing this that I accidentally became a journalist. Hence the name, the accidental yeah, journalist. Yeah. Um, oh. You, you know, I I, just, I, I, set, I set out to just sort of educate people on mental yeah. health and I became a journalist in the process. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's, it's kind of bizarre, but it is really kind of fitting as well. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny how life works out that way, that all the stuff that's unexpected is... His his life that that's you know it seems to be uh, and the older I get I found that to, to be true that um, it's it's all all the unexpected stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think that um, we we can never be closed minded. No, I, no. I think as a race, it's easy to be closed minded, and it's easy to um, just kind of put the blinkers on. C correct and. Correct. And that's part of why I'm continuing on this podcasting journey. I know st statistically, and you've heard these statistics also about the majority of people who start a podcast don't, you know, stick with it. But I've stuck with it, though. And it's something where I, I sort of gave myself permission to have a break and do like a yeah. season two or whatever, because you kind of have to, you know, if you're doing it you know, as a labor of love, but there's a lot of days like just with you right now, I, I can't imagine now that I've begun this journey, 
where I get where I get to, to talk with with the, these these cool guests that I don't know why why I would want to stop doing that, particularly if it's giving voice to a lot of people out there, particularly if it's if it's if it's lending light on different forms of advocacy. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever stop holding a light to different forms of advocacy. It's a calling. It is yeah. a calling. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, whether it's films or making my own films, which I've also done, or, or this, it's there's a certain amount of um, catharsism in there. And it's a very cathartic exercise to sit, for me anyway, um, to sit here and speak to people like you about some of the crap that I've been through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or whether it's talking about some of my projects or, you know, reading some of my poetry or you talking about mental illness. It's all catharsism and it, it's all um, medicine, self-medicine. It's all self-care and it's all self-love. Definitely, definitely. Well, as we wind down, um, I did want to ask you, could you mention your Facebook group? Uh, there's a Facebook page can't talk today i cannot talk today the facebook page you had mentioned um, yeah. if people want to get in contact with you how would they get in contact with you yeah so that that is on facebook that is facebook.com forward slash jw greg mm -hmm. it's the accident or if you type in the accidental journalist um and that's all my um uh all my podcasts uh, i do i do mine live um via zoom and facebook live um it's been a massive journey um it's it's been an education i've had uh, like i said like i said i've had the pleasure of interviewing people like myself i've interviewed uh, <laughs> uh, bank robbers people that were accused of murder yeah. Um, terrorists or alleged terrorists, uh, local, you know, celebrities and national celebrities, and it's just, I've had a massive sort of boost from it. It's just been absolutely fantastic, um, you know, and it, it it really does help me sort of push forward. And they can all be found under the video tab, or um, the accidental journalist on YouTube can't quite think of the uh url yeah. but and it, and if you see the youtube videos with the vhs in the background <laughs> you know you've, you've got the right videos there yeah. so look look for the vhs tapes in the background and you'll know yeah. you got the right place so um so jack thank you so much for being here today i, I appreciate it that's that's brilliant i'd love to finish with a poem if that's all oh, right abso absolutely absolutely um from, from my book um and it's called asleep and it, it, it kind of just it, it kind of describes what it's like or what it was like in my head at the time when i was when i was in hospital um and kind of how i was kind of feeling and um, just surviving really um <clears throat> asleep asleep wrapped in a blanket of darkness and I find myself falling slowly into my own personal apocalypse. Fighting and punching the walls of sanity, not knowing who I am, where I am, or where I will go from here. Awake, awake, my soul is trapped, wrapped in grief and unable to weep for the fear of living to see the end of the world. And death may take me at any given moment, yet I welcome her, 
with arms wide open. For my life has been nothing but a constant storm causing devastation for all those who had had the misfortune to be around me. Yet this is only the beginning of the end of the world. For I am cursed and I shall be forced to watch our beloved earth come to a violent end because it was I who caused it. Awake, awake, I shall be the last to see it. To watch it take its final fading, dying breath as the embers and ashes slowly fade away. I shall be there, the murderer mourning, trapped in his personal prison, built with bars of guilt and shame. Locked away in internal limbo as the event is played over and over and over again on repeat. For eternity, a punishment deserved. Asleep. Asleep, the celestial father has now disowned me, for the angels did not come. God himself has to come to the fact that the earth shall die by my hand and my hand alone, and the devil laughs loudly standing in the corner of, the pl of his playground. And the sky is still falling, and complete chaos reigns on the outside. Even a dystopian world would be better than this. The four horsemen are truly on their way. This dying world, once divided by war and famine, now united in hatred of me. Yet I am unable to shed a single tear in fear that I may be seen as weak in my final moments, and my final breath will be welcomed by so many. God no longer cares, and even the angels dare not stand on this unholy ground. I know all this, yet I still, not, I still cannot shed a single tear in regret, for I am broken through and through, and not even God can save me now. Thank, thank you, and a good, definitely a good wrap up for for this episode. So, th thank you. Thank I, you. I appreciate that. Um, so, thank again. Thank you so much for being here today. Lot, lot, lots of good stuff here today. Thank you. So, um, thank you those of thank thank you those of you at home or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone, and. Uh, Talk, talk with you next time. Uh, bye. Uh.